Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Oh, baby, it feels like it's been so long since we've seen each other, since we've talked to each other. It is the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast. We took a week off last week. And listen, I know we didn't give you any fantasy football content and we give you fantasy football content every week. So we apologize for that. But we promise we were putting in work behind the scenes for Brodo. Me and my bros, Michael Petrop, Jason Petrop, here they are. And of course, can't forget Santiago Casanova. But say what up, boys. What up, Tim? Ooh, what's up? I mean, you we all know Cass is a part of the Brodo team, but you just announced him like he's on the pod. That's true. He's not here. I'm sorry to disappoint everyone, but he was one of the people working on it. And so we've been working on a lot of things behind the scenes. And one of the things that we've been working on is the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. It is the one and only app you need to dominate fantasy. And it's a fantastic dynasty tool as well. You have literally every stat for every player ever you can get tendencies any tendency you want to see it's there for you and it's all on the app and we're trying to optimize the app we're trying to take the app to new levels we're trying to take broto to new levels in general and one of the ways we do that is with patreon.com slash broto fantasy our great amazing patrons that support us there our amazing community thank you so much if you want to be part of that community and get a ton of of extras, a ton of how much money have we won our patrons so far this year? Just on just since New York got gambling, a decent amount. That betting, that betting chat is a lot of fun. That betting chat is so fun, and we're always in it. And everyone's always giving out their solid plays. Everyone's winning money every night on that thing. It's insane. And if you want to join all that fun, Patreon.com/slash/BrotoFantasy is where to do it. And when we're talking about optimizing, we have to also optimize the Brodo fantasy football podcast. Uh, we have to optimize our time. We have to optimize what we're putting our energy towards in the quest to bring Brodo to the very tippity top of what it there of the mountain. And part of that is that we are going to be offering the weekly episodes uh, to our patrons exclusively. Kind of, we're going to put um, the first few first 20 minutes or so first 20, 30 minutes or so, of the podcast on for free. So everyone could get access to that. But if you want to keep listening to the podcast, it's going to be brotofantasy.com. I mean, sorry, excuse me. Uh, you can, you can go to brotofantasy.com and find it, but patreon.com slash brotofantasy to, to support the show. And it's as little as $3 a month. And they, the feed comes right to your podcast, whatever your favorite podcast is uh, just how it usually does. So um, if you can support us there, we really appreciate it, which we're, we want to keep building, want to keep going, and um, we hope you understand and can, and support us in our journey like you have been. Our fans are literally the number one people. We Every time someone joins the page, Patreon, it's like they like came to Thanksgiving dinner. Not to sound corny, but everyone just accepts them. It's like, come come join the conversation. They're familiar. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. But anyway, uh, we have fantasy football to talk about as well. And a little behind the scenes... Uh, I, I, it was a busy day. I was running around. So, uh, there was a piece of equipment left behind. So me and Michael are actually sharing a microphone at this moment. 
So apologies in advance for that. Tim forgot yeah, I something. I don't wow. mind it. I get to I get to be face to face with Tim and sometimes I just want to kiss him <laughs> right on the cheek. Big kiss on the cheek. Yeah, if Michael if Michael kisses me in the middle of this podcast, I would be honestly sho- more shocked than probably I've ever been shocked. Let me say way to point out that you're sharing a mic and then just completely speak <laughs> without the mic. Like just because you told the people doesn't mean that's OK. <laughs> This is that's what that's why I warn them in advance because that might happen. You might hear me in the distance to start the sentence, and then all of a sudden I'll get more clear. Uh, but we do have some important fantasy to talk about because there really isn't that much fantasy right now, and it's not really dynasty season because I mean there was the last head coach hired, and we're gonna be talking about the ramifications of all the head coaches after the Super Bowl is over. But for now, everyone's focus is on the Super Bowl if you're a football fan. And kind of what goes along with fantasy, what's akin to fantasy, is sports betting. And I feel as though right now, all the people who were obsessed with fantasy are kind of obsessed with with betting and particularly player props and some bets you can put in during the Super Bowl. So what we're going to do today is we are going to critique Jason's 15 props. Jason has been hitting props like crazy. Fish right on. I'm going to be completely honest. I haven't hit all of them yet. Like, I'm not a crazy degenerate who just throws around money. But I will say, FanDuel gave me a $20 same game parlay with bonus back if it fails. So, I will be using a lot of the ones I say today. My only question is, which ones do I use? And I'm hoping that you two can help me with that. Jason's got the high roller uh, package at at FanDuel because our friend... He got the same offer, but it was only ten dollars. I actually got the twenty bucks too, Jay. So whoop, whoop. Hey. big trust. Whoop, whoop. If you're listening and you got like a thousand dollars, good for you. <laughs> you are doing even better than us on FanDuel. <laughs> yeah, so we're hoping that we give you rub, uh, rub, rub some of that magic uh, onto you guys uh, that we've been fortunate enough to have. Jason, tell them about AO real quick because I think people need to know about the the AO train that the patrons rode. Ayo Adesanmu, point guard for the Bulls. Say what? I will say, look, he came down to earth yesterday with zero assists. Um, so I lost some money yesterday, but it was less money than I won overall the last few days. Ayo Adesanmu has been an assist machine. They asked him, he's a rookie, but he's playing a lot because Lonzo Ball was is injured. And they asked him, like, they asked him about his great play as a rookie. And he legit said, oh, I love passing. I love getting my guys open shots. And he was playing 38 minutes a game. I'm going to keep tackling this on assist line. So I don't care that he had one bad game. There's value to be had. Vegas kept having a line at five and a half. He had 14 assists in a game. And that's the game where I told all the patrons, like, please, please put money on Ayo Desanmu. All my friends, Tim made like 100 bucks that day. Everyone put money on Desanmu. It was a great day. Everyone was hitting me up. I had a bunch of texts like, let's go. We did. He had six assists in the first quarter. So he passed the line right there. Yeah. <laughs> Mad heights. He had eight assists in the first quarter, didn't he? Uh, six he in like the first assists. five minutes. I wasn't even watching the game. I was doing something. I checked my phone and I have texts from multiple people like, yo, he already had six assists. Like, oh, let's fucking go. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, so and then and then after we do that, by the way, we're going to draft the team. If you guys remember last year when we drafted this team, the twins absolutely made fun of me for using my first pick on Gronk. Um, but here we are one year later. Uh, and and I should also point out that when we went over the bets, 
on the Patreon exclusive episode, I should have had an extra point that Michael did Shut not up. give me. So I'm just going to put that well, It doesn't matter. I scraped <laughs> you guys, bro. Yeah, Jay, but he uh he would have been 1-8 and eight to start, not 0-8. Oh but relax, 50 scraped me, okay? The, vict- the margin of victory that you had was like half of what I've had the first two years, all right? Sounds relax, like a so. loser. Relax. Shall we you guys ready? Always ready. Yes, yes, yes. All right, so I have one, two, three, four, five. I have five notes about touchdown scorer props. And then I have props about yards. So I'll start with my first touchdown score because call me crazy, guys. I think this is my favorite touchdown scoring prop of the week. Tell me if I'm crazy because I'm probably going to build my bonus same game parlay off of this. Wait for it. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon had 13 touchdowns in the regular season. Only has one in three playoff games. He's plus 100 to find the end zone. If you look, Cam Akers, Cooper Cup, they are negative odds. They're expected to find the end zone, or you're not getting good money for it. Joe Mixon probably has better odds than Cam Akers, in my opinion, to find the end zone, and he's plus 100. I think I'm taking the Joe Mixon touchdown score line. I mean, this is a spot where points over average actually still plays into it and the Chiefs are 29th in points over average rushing. Excuse me. The wow, I went to the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> You're a week off, kid. The Bengals beat the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm a week off. Oh boy. Well they but, but to your point though, Michael, Joe Mixon didn't score a touchdown against the Chiefs. So because it was a uh, tough matchup. They I, I I was looking up the Rams and they were 22nd in rushing minus eleven point three but 12th in receiving and Joe Mixon has had a good receiving year. So he could catch a nice. touchdown. I think at, at plus money, I'll t- I'm taking Joe Mixon at plus money because during the, the whole playoffs, every single number one running back has been negative money that I can remember. I don't remember a, a starting running back being plus money. I mean, negative money. So you're getting a starting running back at plus money who scored 16 touchdowns. That's a, I don't know, that's a pretty good value. Another to add on to that, um, the the Rams. That's right. I said Rams, guys. We're one of the 11 teams to allow an average of one or more rushing touchdowns per game. Um, so, I mean, they are it, they are a good matchup in that sense. It's just like we're finally here, the Super Bowl, where the Joe Mixon haters of the world, and we're going to start the show with Joe Mixon finding the end zone. That's, That's why I did it. Start the episode, Jay. Yeah, it's fun. Aye, aye, aye. It's fun that way. All right. So, I'm not, I'll... I mean, with that being said, I... I I think it's going to be a defensive battle type game, and I do not see um, if the Bengals do score. I think it's going to be because of Joe Burrow, not because of not because of Joe Mixon. Well, Joe Burrow may march them down the field, but Mixon may very well find the end zone. Yeah, but they keep letting Joe Mix Joe. Excuse me, they keep letting Joe Burrow cook. That's been the recipe to their success in the uh, the playoffs. So I don't know how I feel about it. It is it is a good value though. I'll give you that. All right, what about this then? Not good value, in my opinion. This is the touchdown scorer I'm avoiding. Since he came to the Rams, hint, hint at who I'm talking about. Odellius Beckingham Palace Juniorson. That was the worst joke of all time. Can we just stop for a second and just, like, (laughs) acknowledge how much of a, like, that hurt my soul to listen to. 
Are you not a fan of the Beckingham Palace? I don't get that, it. I mean, that's this. Uh, it's just the whole thing was just a disaster from the start. <laughs> well, let me say, Boyos, <laughs> look, he's been a very good red zone target, right? Since he came to, um, Los Angeles, Rams. there's no denying that, and he's been a very active target. He had nine receptions last week. That's all good and fun. But all the weeks before this, he's never been inside the top plus two hundred odds to score a touchdown. Because there's been weeks where he gets four targets. And if Michael said it's a defensive battle, like he said, he thinks, I mean, let's give Cincinnati D some credit, guys. They shut down Patrick Mahomes after it looked like they were going to put up 60. At plus 140 odds, that's what we're looking at with OBJ. Which isn't much more money than the plus 100 for Joe Mixon. I think that the odds have went a bit too low for my liking. If I'm going to go with the Rams receiver, I'll just eat the minus 140 or whatever it is, and take Cooper Cup rather than barely getting better value with Odell Beckham. I kind of want to play that gif right now with the little girl. She goes, why not both? And then they all start celebrating. (laughs) OBJ has been an absolute touchdown machine with the Rams, and he has really, like, been reborn, honestly. Like, a lot of people are like, everyone loves OBJ again. But look, he wasn't even catching that many passes, blah, blah, blah. That's completely changed in the playoffs. Like, he's been a, a stud in the playoffs. He's been the exact – he's basically been what Robert Woods was in that offense before he got hurt. Like, he's seeing a lot more targets now. Plus, he's been more of a red zone threat than Robert Woods. Robert Woods was equally as likely to rush in a touchdown and catch a touchdown, honestly, over the last couple of years. Um, OBJ has just been a – like, they're throwing him fades in the end zone. If anything, I feel like plus 140 might be – decent value uh i don't like uh like if it was plus 120 i would think like i think it has room to decrease in value i'm gonna have to disagree with you on this one what do you think Tim? help a brother out i don't think it's gonna be a defensive battle uh i don't think that that's gonna be the case i think that here's what i i, I when i look at two teams and i just want to get you know who do i think is gonna win right off the bat I always go with the fact, like, who could I imagine blowing out who? And I could imagine the Rams blowing out the Bengals. Can you imagine the Bengals blowing out the Rams? No. No. So, I, I mean, Femi, uh, we just, at Gridiron Greek on Twitter, he, he just wrote his first article for us. It was a really good article. He mentioned how the Rams were first in pressure and the the Bengals were 29th in allowing that pressure. So it's like... That's usually a recipe for disaster. So I could see the Rams blowing out the Bengals. And if that's the case, OBJ is going to get in the end zone. And because he's going to play a key role in that. So if that game script, game script happens, then OBJ can score. There's also a game script where this is a close game and they don't get pressure on Burrow and Burrow you know, beats the pressure like he has been. Like, he he got sat, he got completely murdered two games ago, and it didn't it didn't stop him from winning the game. So if that happens again, then you have a shootout. OBJ is likely to score in that scenario. The real, the real scenario, the only game script that works out where OBJ doesn't score is a game where there's not points to be had and I just don't I, I just don't see you're playing at home 
your, you know, Matt Stafford, who has it, who's waited for this opportunity for a long time. You're Sean McVay. You have a, you are a, a, an innovative offensive mind, and you've already been through a Super Bowl where your offense got completely shellacked by a better coach. I don't know. I think OBJ is. Uh, I would either stay away or bet him. I wouldn't fade him though. Like I was just like I would. I wouldn't fade him. All right, not the. Not what I was hoping for there. A little bit of disagreement, I see. I mean, that's that's why the sharks, the books, they put the lines like this. Sharps, bro. Sharps with a P. No, the sharks, the Mark Cubans of the world. The Mr. Wonderfuls. The shark tanks. All right. So so I like Joe Mixon. You guys said, eh. I don't like OBJ. You guys said, eh. So let's see if we agree on these touchdown scores. This is a group of four. Um, so just let me finish speaking before you interrupt me. Because I'm looking at the tight ends here, both with injury question marks, but there is no value to be had, and that very much upset me. Higby and Blanton are both set at plus 240. Uzuma and Sample are both set at plus 430. So my question to you is, I'm not... Um, I'm not taking... Higby or Blanton, in my opinion, at plus two forty. Uzuma like those odds at all. Apparently tore his MCL or some shit or sprained it. But today he said, "I am not going to miss the most important game of my life, the biggest game of my life." And he's at plus four thirty right now, and that is not a line he would be at if he didn't sprain his MCL. Is that a little bit too ballsy? Talking about Uzuma. Yeah. No, no way. What was the line for Uzuma again? 430. It just seems a little crazy for him to uh to be playing. Right? Like if I if I had him like 600, I'd be like, "All right, I'll think about it." But like 430 is just like this is just not enough incentive for me to take the shot that this dude who look, CJ Uzuma has had some good games, but he's also had games where he's completely non-existent in the offense. If you're if you're telling me that there's a guy who can become non-existent and and there's a chance that he might return from an MCL and score a touchdown, you're only giving me 430? Fuck it. No way. No. All right. I mean, I I tend to agree with Tim here. I was probably leaning no as well. I just I wanted opinions. The next two are uh a little bit more more out there so i want to get your opinion on what you think and if you do either we have seen defenses score points this year multiple times in the super bowl i mean in the playoffs we've seen defenses score touchdowns we've seen special teams today this week we have the rams defense special teams at plus 600 cincinnati at plus 700 and some good playoff play by Matt Stafford has taken out of the mind that Matt Stafford has thrown a decent amount of pick sixes this year. Do you take that gamble with Cincinnati at plus 700? Maybe I'll throw like five bucks on each for fun, but I prefer the Rams at plus 600. Maybe a a strip fumble sort of situation. Aaron Donald getting to him and then one of the linebackers or even Donald just picking it up and taking it to the house that way. Also, when you're looking at which quarterback is more likely to 
throwing interception. Joe Burrow has thrown his fair share of interceptions. Um, and he's a younger player in a big spotlight. It's only his second year. I, yeah. But then again, he did, he did shine in the spotlight at, at LSU. But, I mean, that was then. You don't know. I think that if you're going to bank on one of these guys to throw a pick six, I think Joe Burrow's more likely, in my opinion. How do you feel about that, Mike? Do you think that's the case? Eh. In the Super Bowl, I'm not really uh, I'm not really looking for like a – it would suck if it was like a crazy defensive battle with like a lot of interceptions. Tim's just shaking his head no. I don't think it will be. I don't think it will be. Yeah. I could see it, though. I think the Rams' defense is a little underrated. Well, not underrated. I just think people are – it's kind of like clash of the uh, clash of the what the Titans here with uh, or clash of the Giants or something. What am I thinking of? I don't know. The but fuck like, are you talking about, man? <laughs> the Bengals offense and the Rams defense. Uh, they're two juggernaut type of situations going on there. So I wouldn't really want to bet inter- on interceptions, but I do. I do think at least like a little sprinkle on each defensive touchdown because I mean we've seen it happen. Would be a would be interesting, but nothing crazy. That's it for my touchdown scores. Do you guys have any other comments on touchdown scores? I know Michael hates taking touchdown score bets. I think I it's think fun. that I think that uh, I think that one thing uh, we're about to go have a, a little bit of a Super Bowl party. I, I feel very good about the fact that. Not very good about that, but everyone in that Super Bowl party had COVID in the last three months, so I'm. I'm you feel feeling, very good about that. I'm feeling good about gathering with everyone because everyone kind of is like superhuman in terms of that at this point, but because they had it. But with that being said, we're about to go do that, and I'm going to be a very big proponent of first touchdown scorer, and everyone at the party putting at least five bucks or ten bucks or whatever on the first touchdown scorer. So. I wanted to talk a little bit about how what you guys favorite for first touchdown scorer is. First touchdown scorer is always fun. You always got to throw like five dollars on that. You got to do that because if that hits, it always pays crazy. Yeah. Um. Look, if I'm being honest, well, first I'll say. If I had to put money today, either Mixon or Akers, I think. Whoever had the lower odds for first touchdown score, I'd go with. I'll say I do like live like tweeting touchdowns rather than doing first, not live tweeting, live betting touchdowns rather than maybe doing pregame anytime touchdown score, like trying to predict the next touchdown score for the team. Once you see how the team's been operating and stuff of that sort, I think there's some value to be had there. All right. So that wasn't really the answer to my question at all, but I'm going to start the, I'm going to start with it. All right. Cooper cups at plus four ninety. I feel like if you want to parlay that with like a Rams win or parlay that with something for later, that might be worth it. But then you got Cam Akers six fifty, Joe Mixon seven hundred, Jamar Chase eight hundred, OBJ nine hundred, T Higgins twelve hundred, Sony Michelle thirteen, Tyler Boyd thirteen, Blanton and Higby at fifteen, Van Jefferson at sixteen, and then you got the Rams defense twenty nine. Matthew Stafford, 34. No touchdown scores is plus 10,000. You think there's going to be no touchdowns in the Super Bowl? No, definitely not. Plus 3,400 for Joe Burrow. That would be pretty lit. I feel like everyone should throw like $5 on Joe Burrow. Plus 3,400. 
Or Matt Stafford. It's rushing. Yeah, I know. Can you guys? Can you look up really quickly the uh, how many rushing touchdowns each of those guys had this year? Matt Stafford didn't run until he decided he's going to be the QB sneak king. Yes, the Matt last Stafford, two weeks. Matt Stafford snuck one in last week, did he not? Am I bugging? I don't think last week, but he did two weeks ago, and the week before, I think he has two touchdowns. I believe. That's, I mean, you're getting Matt Stafford at plus thirty four hundred. Joe Burrow had. Uh, Three rushing touchdowns his rookie season, two this season. It's not impossible, man. For first me. touchdown? For first touchdown, and that's plus 3,400. Like, you could put put 10 bucks on that. You come out with 340. Put 10 bucks on that. $5. Fine. fine. $5. Come out with 180. Yeah, that's right, bitch. Um, what about so? Who's your favorite? Like, I think OBJ is interesting and in plus nine hundred. I think T Higgins is interesting at plus. I'd rather bet OBJ at plus nine hundred first touchdown than plus one forty anytime. Hmm. Interesting. Why? But it's just better odds. Yeah, I mean, let's say the Rams score three touchdowns, then. Would you rather a plus 140 payout at the chance of three, one of three, or a plus 900 payout at the chance of one of one? You know what I'm saying? That's true. That's true. All right. So what, what do you guys So If you had to get, join a bet where everyone was in the bet, who would you go with? I think I think my favorite would be T. Higgins. I think at 1,200, T. Higgins could score early. Joe Burrow starting out quick. He gives a, a lot better odds than, odds than Jamar Chase. I think T. Higgins would be someone to, to join in the fun with. I like, Tyler I like the OBJ call. Um, I don't know about T. Higgins. T. Higgins is uh, certainly taking a back seat to Jamar Chase in the playoffs. I know he has the ability to score, but the Bengals have also started slowly in almost every game and then turned up later on in the game. So I'd rather bet on a Rams player. Um, I do like the OBJ odds. I'd, I'd probably go OBJ or, or Cup. I don't think it'll be a rushing touchdown. I think, I think those two guys are... Uh, I mean, they t- seem to be scoring every touchdown they score at this point. So I, I think those two guys are very solid bets, even though Cup doesn't have the best odds as first TD score. Well, I'm saying he has the best odds, I believe. Yeah. He doesn't have the best odds as a value. While you guys were talking about that, I just put $5 each on... Um... Joe Burrow and Matt Stafford to be first touchdown. Okay, there you go. Way to burn $10. Burn, baby, burn. Let me ask burn you guys about... On worse things. I I used to be a college kid in Manhattan. Do you know how many one-time drinks I had for $10? This, this might win me $170. Come on now. You're right, and that's why gambling is an addiction. <laughs> that mindset right there. Uh, my other bets. Let's move on from touchdown scores. So some sports books offer a double result bet, which is this team will lead at half and this team will lead at the end of the game. And I find at times like this, that that can be a cheat code. Cause if you think that the Rams are going to win, then you probably think they're going to take a lead early, right? Like you don't think they're going to have to come back against the Bengals. If the Bengals win, they're probably gonna have to come back against the Rams. 
or at least that's what popular opinion seems to think. The Rams money line, meaning Rams to win, is minus 198 odds. You need to bet $198 to win 100. The double result, Rams lead a half and end of game, is plus 100. You bet $100 to win 100. You're saving 100 bucks for the same payout. Interesting. If you're taking Rams money line, take Rams double result instead. I Do mean, you concur? The double result's a little... Obviously, it's better odds because it's tougher. What are the uh, what's the overtime, Jay, to go from double result ending in draw? Let me check. So that's another thing that we talked about. Yeah, on Patreon pods in the past. Um, championship weekend was it when there were four games? I said put five dollars on every game to possibly end in a tie, and you'll make your money if one of them go. And two games ended up going to overtime and. You made more than your money back, a lot more, if you bet on all of them. Um, but to answer your question, which I can't seem to find right now, the double result, apparently it's not an option at the moment. Lame. I found it. Rams draw is plus 5,000. Bengals draw is plus 4,400. So if you put $5 on this, on both of them, then that would be $10. And the payout, if the Bengals lead and then they draw, is 220 If the Rams lead and then they draw, it's plus it's $250. So basically you're covered unless it's a ha- tie at halftime and a tie at the end of the game. I think doing that, too, gives you better odds than just betting on the will there be overtime thing. So small ways to try to find a little bit more money. I'll tell you what, I can't find it right now, but I think one of the ways also is bet the unders for the first quarter. In in the history of Super Bowls, the unders for the first quarter have probably hit nine times out of ten. I don't have the I don't have it directly in front of me, but. In my lifetime, the first quarter of Super Bowls have been extremely low scoring. So I think that betting an un- betting the under on the first quarter is also a, a good idea. Gotta love those zero zero three zero seven zero boxes. What? Super boxes. Bowl boxes, man. Zero zero three zero seven zero in the first quarter. Yeah, thank you, bro. Jay, remember when we uh we had nine zero and the uh in the 49ers, was it the 40 or the Giants? The Giants Patriots when it was nine, we had nine zero and then the safety started the game and then it ended nine oh, yeah. zip in the first quarter and then it ended nine to ten in the second quarter and we won both quarters. So that was glorious. I do remember it was a glorious Super Bowl. Glorious. Hilarious is one word, glorious is another. So, Jason, what's the next uh, problem here, bro? Okay. This is just a note. Um, Michael offered a cheat code bet. Last week where I did you did one team plus ten and a half, the other team plus ten and a half. Basically, if it ends within a ten point margin, you win. And by doing that for both games, you were able to get plus money. Since it's only one game this week, doing that is minus one fifty one odds. So probably not the best idea to do that this week, but I want to shout out Michael. Um, here we go. A rushing line I like. Although I said I like Joe Mixon's touchdown prop at plus 100 
I will gladly take the Joe Mixon under rushing line. His rushing line is set at 63 and a half. He has passed that only twice in his past eight games, including the playoffs. Last week was one of the games where he passed that, which is why I feel like his line is inflated, where it would be around like 55 and a half if he had a bad game last week. Because it was closer to that than 63 and a half last week, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm going to play with the odds here and take a Joe Mixon under 63 and a half rushing. Yeah, I like the other 63 and a half rushing. Um, that's the one that stood out to me as well when I looked over it briefly. Um, yeah, like last week, he didn't, he wouldn't have covered besides the fact that he ran for like 25 yards in overtime. Um, that certainly helped him. And obviously, betters aren't going to not, they're, they're not going to discount that. I mean, it does count overall, but I mean, if you need extra time to rush for more yards, you can't really bet on overtime, even though we just decided we were going to bet on overtime by choosing the double results. Um, I do like the Rams defense is very solid. I think the Rams will be able to score. I don't see this being a Joe Mixon type game. Like maybe Joe Mixon finds the end zone, like you said, near the goal line. But I don't, I don't see a game like I don't see a scenario in my head where it goes Joe Mixon, 20 carries, 100 rushing yards type of game. I just I don't see that at all. I think another clue to Jason's uh, inflated line. Uh, theory is that if you look at the game props and you looked at you look at the Cincinnati rushing totals uh, over 95 and a half yards is getting plus 138 under 95 and a half yards is getting minus 176 and you're talking about his backup is Samaji Piran who averaged 16 yards a game uh, last this season like you're counting on Samaji Piran to cover the 35 yards. What's what's Samaji Piran's over under? Rushing on yards, it's like on rushing. It's like seven and a half. Right. It's this door near 35. So you're so you're kind of giving away your position on Joe Mixon if you're the lines makers, if you're the odds makers for FanDuel on this line, because it's clear that you also I don't know, it, 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 those two lines don't connect to me those 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 odds so it's it, it lends itself to J- what jason's saying is that joe mixon's line is actually inflated because of last week I, li- I like that bet jason i think that i think even joe mixon could have a great game through the air too but uh, that's where the rams are struggle against running backs and he's been good in the air but don't be fooled he's been good in the air but he hasn't been great on the ground don't be fooled into you know thinking that he's guaranteed to get himself a hundred rushing yards when he's guaranteed to get 100 yards. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to hop back real quick because I checked and the double result has tie tie. Mm. So listen up for a quick life lesson. Beat the books. Don't let the books beat you. The there will be overtime odds. Yes, is plus 1040. So quick maths. If you bet $3 on that, you win 31. However, if you bet a dollar on Rams draw, you win 50. If you bet a dollar on Bengals draw, you win 44. If you bet a dollar on draw draw, 
you win 40. So if any of those hit, you win more money than just will there be overtime. And you have everything covered. There's no way you can go to overtime without covering one of your three picks. I'm so confused as to why the the odds on a Rams draw and a Bengals draw are different odds. Because it's more likely the Rams are going to lead. It's Rams lead at half and then a draw or Bengals lead at half and then a draw. That's what double result is. I already explained this. Way to go, Tim. Tim's Tim's a stupid boy. No, because when you say because another double result is tie tie where it's tied at halftime and tied at the end. So when you say tie tie, that's what I think. That's what I think you're talking about. Right. Moving on. The next line. If Tyler Higby is out, Van Jefferson saw five targets last week. He only went two for nine on those targets. But like we said, the demise of Van Jefferson this year has been the increase in Tyler Higby's play and receptions. So if Higby's out, we already saw Van Jefferson get more work last week. His receiving line is set at 33 and a half. Is that too high or are you taking that gamble if Higby's out? Zero percent chance I'm betting on Van Jefferson, who's just been a complete afterthought in that offense. Even if Higby is out, Blanton ended up being a much bigger part of that offense that Van Jefferson did last week, too. Like Higby and Blanton combined ended up with like what over 70 receiving yards. Like I'm I'm staying uh I'm staying away from Van Jefferson. If anything, I'm gonna bet the under on that yardage total. Van Jefferson is a uh close your eyes, swing for the fences, good luck kind of guy. And no thanks. And lately it's just been uh swinging for the fences and striking out every time. So He's the Adam Dunn. Did you know right, I was thinking so the other day? Adam Dunn was way before his time because if Adam yeah. Dunn played around now, batting 250, striking out 200 times and hitting 45 home runs, he'd make $300 million. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, all right, I have two left. I'll stick with an interesting one here. Tyler Boyd, his line is set at 39 and a half. He hasn't passed that in four straight games. Before those four games, he came to life at the end of the fantasy season and is lighting shit on fire. CJ Uzuma said he's going to play the biggest game of his life, but he is injured. Do we think Tyler Boyd can surpass 40 yards? I think it's all game script dependent. Um, Betting on Tyler Boyd is not my favorite thing to do. It wasn't my favorite thing to do this uh, season, but if CJ Uzuma doesn't play, I do think that opens it up a bit more for Tyler Boyd. It's not a line I hate. It's also not a line that I that I love. I could see it going both ways. If I had to, if I had, if I was forced to bet, I probably wouldn't really touch this line. But if I was forced to, I think I would go with the over with Uzuma's injury. Also, you have to. I, I got to go. If you go narrative a little bit, Joe Burrow being a young. Do it in the playoffs, and he's going to be running around a lot. He's going to be running for his life at times because this is a really good Rams front seven. Does he look kind of for that safety security blanket in the middle? The guy with the does, do they try and get the ball out of his hands quick if the pressure gets to him early in the game? And if that ends up playing true, which 
is a very high likelihood, then I think it's going to be an easy cover for Tyler Boyd on the over on that one. So yeah, Jason, I like the, I, I might, I think I'm going to put the over on Tyler Boyd in, in a couple of parlays. Last one. I'm all over this one. I think um, OBJ over five and a half receptions. So we need six or more in the playoffs this year. He's at four, six and nine receptions. So he's met that two out of three games. You're getting plus money on it. Plus one sixteen. Yeah, I like that as well. Um, like I said, he's been to become a different animal this postseason as he's gotten more acclimated with the offense, and it's just been a great addition to the team. Higby is injured. Like, yeah, sign me up for that one as well. All right, we're all in agreement there. That's Especially that's the end like of the, the plus value is a chef's kiss. That's the end of my prop bets, fellas. Look at that. You did not help me clarify. I'll tell you that. I, mean, I think we did with uh, Joe Mixon. So, with that being said, the end of the prop, the prop bets are upon us, and so is the end of this version of the podcast. If you want to catch us uh, the whole episode where we're going to be drafting uh, the best team that we think we could draft, because we could do we could do FanDuel. Daily Fantasy, too. Don't forget FanDuel Daily Fantasy as well. So uh, we'll be giving our thoughts on that. So join us over at patreon.com slash Fantasy to catch the rest of the show.